This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet on the BetQL Audio Network. So they're going to have one more snap, and that will be all she wrote. He goes to a knee after getting it. How about this? How about this? In a world turned upside down by pandemic, in a year where everything has been different, One thing remains the same. Tom Brady is a Super Bowl champion again for the record-setting seventh time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions. Ah, now it hits me. Football's all over. All over, man. In a few hours, I'll be a little depressed, but uh, we have plenty of football to talk about over the next few hours. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker. Welcome into BetQL Daily, the Monday after the Super Bowl. Jason Weingarten, pro better, will be here. He, his uh, expertise is futures betting. So we'll talk uh, to him about the NFL season. We did pretty good as a show as far as the futures. We'll get to that um, over the course of this program. Chuck Esposito from Stations Casino out in Las Vegas. We'll find out how much the books killed, killed the betters. I don't even need to guess right now. They crushed it yesterday and i'd imagine they uh dominated with the props as well jason lock and insider from cbs and radio.com sports will be here as well eli hershkovich the executive producer jake Hassan, the board op dylan burns the director uh ross tucker we talked about the path to the bucks victory we were right um definitely wrong i did not see a bucks blowout sure tampa bay win could have seen that Let's just say that I um uh, it, it took until uh, I saw billions of dollars invested this morning by Elon Musk into Bitcoin, so that is on the rise this morning. That's the one good thing uh, over the last twenty four hours for me. Are you a Bitcoin guy? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's doing well. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean we got the Super Bowl to talk about, but if you lost money last night and you are invested, you're you're happy today. Gosh, awesome. Good for you. Um, that's amazing. I, I have not gotten into the crypto thing. I don't really I don't really pay attention enough or know enough about it. I know this much yeah. though, Joe. Out of every plausible scenario for last night's game, what happened was not one that I could have even conjured. A Bucks blowout. With the Chiefs not scoring a single touchdown, 
Joe, I thought it'd be a one-score game. I thought the Bucs could win the game. But no way did I ever think that they would shut out Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey Mm. from getting into the end zone. Just simply remarkable performance by the defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of bets to get into. Um, You know, I ended up doing very well. We did very well. I mean, think about Sammy Watkins under, Cam Brate over, Patrick Mahomes under throwing, Patrick Mahomes over rushing. I mean, there's a lot that went well. But I'm still kind of bummed. Um, I love the sport. I like good games. You know, that reminded me of the Super Bowls from when we were little, Joe, from when we were younger. You know, there wasn't a single score like in the last 20 minutes of the game. And the fourth quarter, the whole time, it was like there was the outcome was not in doubt. That sucked. You know, and here's the deal, okay? I had the under, so I'm happy about that. You know, I put a unit on the under. We talked about that last week. And I would have preferred that the Bucks win because I was teammates with Tom Brady. My daughters are seven and eight. They never saw me play, but the boys in their classes talk about Tom Brady. And so they can say my daddy was teammates with him, right? So like, but Joe, I'd much rather have lost the bet and had the Chiefs win and had an awesome Super Bowl than what happened last night. And that's the truth. I I really enjoy good competitive football games. I am thoroughly disappointed in the Kansas City Chiefs. That was almost a no-show. I mean, it was really, really bad. The offensive line was worse than I thought it could be. Like, okay – the path to the Bucks win, obviously dominate up front. Defensive line, pressure on Mahomes all night. That was much more than I ever would have thought. Even uh, down their two tackles, um, I thought they'd be uh, Casey would be able to scheme their way out of some of it. But you're right. The lead here is that the best quarterback in the world, the best tight end in the world, arguably the best wide receiver in the world, were held to zero touchdowns zero touchdowns we we knew the injury situation going in I mean the numbers tell you when you look at it this morning Ross that Mahomes was under pressure on 30 of 61 dropbacks now 30 is a ton it felt like 10 times that half the time he was dropping back he was under pressure he was circling and circling and circling looking for some time searching for it all damn night. What a game by Todd Bowles and, and that defense. And on the Tampa Bay side, of course, uh, Tom Brady, I don't know that he was under pressure all night. All the guys that he bring, bring to Tampa Bay end up scoring touchdowns. I thought that was a, a pretty sweet uh, part of the storyline. So, yes, it was. How about the first two touchdowns were scored by the guys, two of the guys that didn't want to play for Belichick anymore? I yeah. mean – that you know, we should talk about that at some point too, Joe. Because on some level, doesn't what Brady did last night and Gronk to a lesser extent, doesn't that kind of put a little chink in the in the armor of the Patriots dynasty? That like he was able to go somewhere else and his first year somewhere else 
they win it. It almost makes the Patriots winning six over all that time almost not as impressive because it's like, well, it's not really a Patriots thing. It's a Brady thing. He went to Tampa and won it the first year. And by the way, they might win it next year. They might be better next year. I mean, he kind of laughed at the question in the postgame on the field because he knew where they were going. I believe it was Nance about playing next year. <laughs> no, it, Brady, he doesn't answer anything. He he thinks it through. He goes over it with his family and, and his whole TB12 crew and stuff. Like, oh, I'm coming back. Are you kidding me? Wait, you don't even have to finish that question. Like, well, and to your it, point, Joe, about – sorry, I didn't know. Um, go ahead. To your point about the O-line – Let's say a couple things here. First of all, Andy Reid got annihilated by Todd mm -hmm. Bowles. Absolutely destroyed. Todd Bowles blitzed less than he had all year by a large amount. He played two deep safeties more than he had all year by a large amount. You know why, Joe? Because he could. Mm -hmm. Because he knew he could. Because he knew the Chiefs' O-line was beat up and that his D-line would be able to get pressure with just four because he could. But here's the thing. Do you realize that of the 52 pass attempts for the Chiefs, 48 of them were a five-man protection? So, Joe, a lot of teams will do a decent amount of six-man protection. It's usually the back, right? So the 5-0 lineman and the back to kind of pick things up, all right? You can do a seven-man protection. 5-0 lineman, a tight end stays in, and a back. You can do a six-man, that's the 5-0 lineman, and the tight end. 48 of the 52 were five-man protection. Since next-gen stats, it's like 93% or something. Next-gen stats, since they've been tracking this in 2016, that's the third highest percentage in a single game. Joe, Andy Reid didn't help these guys out. I, look, these guys were a bunch of Ross Tuckers up there, which is to say, <laughs> no, seriously, which is to yeah. say that they can get the job done if you help them. But if you just put them on an island over and over again, they're going to get exposed. Joe, that was me. With certain offenses, I was good. With Spurrier's offense, where it was empty set all the time, I got exposed. I wasn't good enough to hold up with all of that stuff. Andy Reid, I mean, I thought both coordinators for the Chiefs got handled, but Andy Reid especially got destroyed by Todd Bowles. So you got, number one, Andy Reid gets destroyed. Number two, the O-line wasn't good. But number three, hey, hey, Pat, Patrick, how about throwing the ball? I mean, Joe, look, let's put it this way. If that was Brady, now they might have been incomplete, but Brady's getting the ball out to somebody. I mean, yeah. Mahomes, it was like it was like he stood there for two seconds. First read's not there. I don't think my O-line's that good. I'm going to start trying to run around and do something crazy. He didn't really stand in there very much. Nope. He didn't really step up in the pocket and deliver the ball. He, he went to hero ball early and often. And by the way, let me just say this. He had three to five of the most impressive incompletions I've ever seen in my life. How about like, Joe, he runs around. In the end zone? tackled, and he's like yeah. a foot off the ground, and he throws it 40 yards in the air right to where the guy is, and they either drop it or the Bucks bat it away. Right. But uh, it was all of them. It was Andy Reid. It was the O-line. 
and it was Mahomes. Mahomes is not getting out of this with all the blame going to other people. Yeah, you can't just say offensive line injuries, head coach did not adjust when that was the worst game of his career. College or pro, that was the worst game of his career. Uh, to your point about him him just running around, getting getting out of dodge immediately. So, I mean, he showed you that he didn't have any trust in his offensive line. And I'm not I'm not trying to give him an excuse, but I, I understand why when you watch the interior, especially of the offensive line. Something, Ross, that is thrown out all the time. Well, guards don't matter. Uh, the interior doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, you know, it's all about the tackles, all about the tackles. You watch that game last night. You watch Rammers, you tell me uh, that the interior of the offensive line doesn't matter. Another thing from Next Gen Stats, Mahomes ran for a total of 497 yards before his passes or sacks. Ran for 497 yards. That is the most before a throw or or sack yards run by any quarterback this season. Yeah, what we witnessed last night, we didn't see that by anyone all year. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what he was doing. Why? Why? I mean, there was no reason for him to be running around as much as he did. I I think if you go back and watch some of those, he should have gotten rid of the ball earlier. Some of those he could have stepped up. He started to do the Fran Tarkenton routine pretty early on a lot of those snaps. Pretty darn early. And that was one thing that jumped out to me for sure watching him in that game. Um, I will say this, though. How about how early we hit the Mahomes rushing yards prop? Wow. I mean, that was early. Uh, Sammy Watkins, no-brainer. Cam Brate was over two and a half. He caught three, right? Um, Was it two and a half or three? I know he finished with 26 No, it was two and a half because we didn't didn't get it. I meant two or three receptions. let me check. I can't remember. He, he finished with 26 three catches. yards. Three catches. He did have three catches. Dude, we wow. killed it. What, <laughs> what, which, I mean, which props did we get wrong? We had Cam Brate over, Sammy Watkins under, Mahomes rushing yards over, Mahomes passing yards under. I mean, I had all those. What what which ones? I'm sure Eli knows. I'm sure Eli's like was watching the whole Super Bowl, like hopefully Ross can get the props wrong. Eli, did I get any props wrong? I don't even remember. I all the ones I remember I got right. I don't think so. Sadly, I don't think so. <laughs> Dude, that's unbelievable, right? That's, no, yeah. I might have had I had an over on Daryl Williams something. Either receiving yards or something, under, yeah. I feel like. I think I had an over 12 and a half receiving yards for Daryl Williams, and he had two catches, 10 yards. Oh my gosh, Joe. Even he got close. Tyreek, they held him to 73 yards. Watching that game, I thought he wasn't even close to 73 yards. Correct. 269 in the regular season, and then this one, 73. Felt like 25. Yeah, I mean. There's a, there's a lot of stuff we can get into here. The bottom line is you and I killed it. Um, that was or at least I you you know we were going head to head. You liked the over. Yeah, well, I didn't pick it as a play, but I said that I would go there. I thought late in the third it had a chance when we were at about forty points, but like you mentioned, fourth quarter scoreless, just nothing. It, it, that game was over early. Not not much to get excited about. I don't even get into. I don't even get into the commercials like we did years ago. I watch the halftime show. That was fine. 
it's fine. Didn't have an issue with it. It's a it's a crazy year. But the commercials, that that's my time to go move. So go to I the didn't really watch the halftime show. I typically don't. And the commercials were, I would say, below average. It's amazing to think they cost five million. They wow. put so much time into it, and I don't. None of them like stood out to me enough that I want to talk about it today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Brady, play action. Look at third option. End zone. Oh, Gronkowski again. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types from the first time bettors to hardcore make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. This is BetQL Daily live on the Radio.com app and the Bet 1430 in Denver here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 Eastern time, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain uh, on the bet, and you can follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker with you. And uh, Ross, last night, not much of a game, not much to uh, really keep you on the edge of your seat in the second half of that one. Uh, Brady wins his fifth Super Bowl MVP. He closed plus 200, plus 200 uh, to be the MVP of this one. Uh, this is something we went back and forth. Just you're just looking to see if you could find some value somewhere. And I, I I kept going back to if the Bucks win, I just don't see any way that they don't give the MVP to Brady, and that's that's what happened. Now, however, I I would be irate if I had a Devin White ticket or one of those players on defense. For me, the story of the game is keeping Kansas City out of that end zone. You keep the best offense, best quarterback, but you know, regarded as the best play caller, out of the end zone. What that defense was able to accomplish. If I was a voter, I would have been searching for someone on that defense. The problem is so many of them contributed. Do you think Brady should have been the MVP? Yeah, I do. Um, the problem is defensively, the guy with the best argument is Devin White. Yep. But it was just so spread out defensively. You know, like Antoine Winfield Jr. had the interception. Mm -hmm. uh, Levante David was excellent on Travis Kelsey. Shaq Barrett had a sack and was all over Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and Dama Kinsu had a sack and a half. You know, JPP made some plays. I thought Devin White was the best, Joe. Yes. But there were too many other guys. Like, he wasn't 
individually outstanding enough separate from the other guys in my mind to get you got to have like a pick six or you got to do something really outstanding I think especially when you consider how good Brady was I mean the first half the first half Joe he completed 80 percent of his passes what was he like 18 of 20 or 16 of 20 for three touchdowns in the first half finishes the game 21 of 29 over 200 yards, three touchdowns. It's pretty good, man. I mean, yeah. But really, in the first half, when they had to have it, he was on point, especially. And remember, his stats would have been better if it wasn't for all the interference by the Chiefs, right? Like the bomb to Mike Evans or different things that took away what would have been more impressive from a yard standpoint. I think. Tom Brady was more valuable in that game than Devin White was. And I think Devin White was unbelievable in that game. You could have made a case for Gronk, but like we always say, all the yards from the receivers, the tight ends, they, they, they come from the quarterback. Uh, yes, we. I think you could have made a case for Devin White. And what I said is I would have been really upset if I had a Devin White ticket because they were somewhere between 50 and some got 150 to 1 on Devin White. So I would have been mad because you look at the stat line. It's kind of like what we saw with Malcolm Smith when he ended up getting the MVP. But you're right. Um, it was spread out too much. Interception, two TFLs, 12 tackles. Probably needed a second turnover, and the interception came so late. Probably something we don't spend enough time talking about. These guys start voting on this at the beginning of the fourth quarter because they don't have all that extra time. They've got to announce it on the field right after that first commercial break. Right, and this is why, okay, this is why the odds are what they are. Yeah, This is why the odds are so significant because – it has to be such a rare thing for them to be able to go ahead and give it to somebody else. I mean, look, Devin White got close, but Joe, he needed a strip sack. He needed a interception return for a touchdown. He needed something more sparkling. And he needed also for the rest of his teammates to not be so good too. I mean, on, you know who should have been the MVP of the game last night? Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Yeah. Todd yep. Bowles should have gotten the MVP of the game last night. I mean, if we're going to give it away, give it to Todd Bowles. And then, you know, I, I don't want to get away from the Super Bowl. This is going off track a little bit, but it just bothers me this morning that we wake up, all the head coaching decisions are made. And I get it because of the staffs and you, you want to get first crack and you, and you don't want just the guys that are left over. It feels like something should be done between Biennemi and Bowles and some of the great assistants that were like, you get punished for your team being successful. Oh, you're too successful. You're still involved. You know, we need you for this week or two because we, we, we don't, we're not going to be able to accomplish all this stuff in the next nine months. And I know it's about the coaching staff, but it's not fair the way the, the, uh, the hiring process goes in the NFL. Well, first of all, it's stupid. Second of all, I think it's a little bit overrated because you could have told Byron Leftwich or Todd Bowles or Eric Bieniemy, the first week after the season or the second week after the season, you're going to be our guy. We can't announce it officially, but you're going to be our guy. And they can get their staff together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not official, but they can say, here's going to be a two-year deal, 750 a year. 
okay, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, they can't sign on the dotted line, but for all intents and purposes, they can get that taken care of. Yeah. You know, I completely understand. I don't I don't know why they stay away from it. So Tom Brady, seven titles. Oh, they didn't like it when I uh, I was joking around. Well, not sort of joking. When I suggested, okay, Brady's better than MJ now. He passes Bear Bryant. He had six. MJ had six. He ties Nick Saban, Babe Ruth, and uh, Mickey Mantle. What a run. Tim. Tampa Bay, I don't I don't know if we're going to take this into next year, but keep in mind at one point they were seven and five on the year. And part of it could be no home field advantage, but seven and five on the year in the playoff run. Uh after Washington, you take care of New Orleans, you beat Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback this year, and arguably the second best quarterback this year in the Super Bowl. You take down Kansas City. And Mahomes, and uh, something we kept going back to when we would discuss the futures, Ross, is the Bucks were clearly the most balanced team in the NFL. Correct. I mean, when you watch them last night, they look loaded. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, their D-line's awesome. Their linebackers are awesome. I don't want to hear anymore about how linebackers don't matter. I don't want to hear that. There are teams out there, Joe, where they say, ah, linebackers don't really matter. You can just put anybody in there. D-line. Dude, you're going to try and tell me Devin White and Levante David don't matter? You can tell me those guys don't matter? Yeah. I can assure you that they mattered a great deal. Ask Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, Jason Light how much those guys matter. Their secondary is not great, but they're good enough, and their safeties are pretty good. Their O-line's good and, and dominated. They've got two good tight ends. A bunch of good wide receivers, two good running backs, the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm actually surprised. I saw an early future, Joe, where they had like the fifth or sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I know several of these guys are free agents. Let me just tell you, they'll figure it out, bro. They, they, they will <laughs> figure it out, and they'll keep the guys they need to keep, and you better hold on to your you-know-what. Godwin, Gronk. Even though he said he's coming back, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, all free agents. You think they'll all be back? They'll figure it out? Say it again. Uh, Godwin and Gronk on offense. And then defense, Barrett and David. Whew. Gronk's not going anywhere. He doesn't want right. to go anywhere. Um, Godwin might be tough. And Barrett and David, I would imagine they lose one of those three. Yeah. And my guess is they're gonna let they'll get they'll let Levante David go. Yeah. They'll let him get a big payday somewhere else because you gotta have Shaq Barrett. They kind of have their Levante David and Devin White. You gotta have Shaq Barrett, and you gotta have Godwin, I feel like. How about so? Everyone's going to pay attention to the quarterback change, and he was everything understood, and all the players that he was able to recruit to come down to Tampa Bay, and some of the the great players on defense that were going over, and not just yesterday, but the run that they made. Like every football fan, if you didn't know much about Devin White after this playoff run, you learned a ton. But what about what the Bucks also did in the draft with the addition of Werfs? at right tackle, and then uh, Winfield, and he was healthy, and he made an impact last night. And, Ross, you talked about positions that don't matter. 
Well, the interior of the offensive line for Kansas City mattered a lot. The Tampa Bay linebackers mattered a whole lot. The Chiefs running backs, one they took in the first round last year, did not matter. Well, he was our. I mean, I, I thought I'm just was, saying because they he had no value because of the how the game went. Right, right, right. But he's a good player, and yeah. I think that was a fine pick. I mean, when he made Shaq Barrett miss in the backfield like that that one time, that was sweet. And otherwise, they would have gotten stuff there again as well. He was fine. But, yes, I mean, you look at some of the draft choices for Jason Light. He has done a really nice job. The thing that's crazy, though, Joe, is to get all these guys off the scrap heap, right? Like Antonio Brown, which I guess they just took a risk there. But Leonard Fournette. And that's the other thing. People say, oh, the Bucks are so loaded. Well, part of the reason why they're loaded is because guys wanted to come there to play with Brady. Like, that's how it works. That's part of the value. Do you know, Joe, and Adam Schefter tweeted this last night, the Chargers and the Bucks were the only teams that really went hard after Brady? Think about that. Your, so your had... Bears, your Bears, yeah. instead said, we want Foles, essentially. <laughs> We'll get to that, man. Chris Foles might be going back to Philadelphia. Woo-hoo. What? What? Yeah. Um, how did it go, Joe? How did it go for you with, like, the Anthem, the Gatorade, any of that stuff? I didn't bet any of it. Well, I can't bet any of it in Illinois. That's why I didn't spend as much time talking about it. The Anthem? Okay, so there's a lot of controversy with the Anthem. A lot of bettors are so upset about this because you get information – it's like a free win. So I'm sure you saw the tweet on Friday. There was the reporter in Florida that was outside of the stadium, and he used his phone to record the length, and it was way over. It was like 20-some seconds over, and it ended up being pretty close uh, to what we saw last night right before the game. So because that information is out there, there are some books or some guys that are voiding those bets. What? Yeah, because it was because you got information. It was public. It was on Twitter um, with the video evidence that it was going way over, ended up going way over. So there are a lot of bettors that are so upset by this. So wait a minute. The books are voiding the bets? Some some are, or some bookies are, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's not okay. Because they placed the bets before the information came out. Yes, correct. They took it down early Friday afternoon, too, once that came out. And it's actually taken down before that video was out there. But, yeah, there are a lot of people that are very upset about that one. Wow. That's not cool at all. Yeah. And it was blue Gatorade, Joe. Blue. It was blue. I think that was three to one. Blue Gatorade. I didn't even see it. Did you see it? No. uh, You had to see a video from people in the stands. Yeah. Yeah, what a Because they never showed it. Yeah, that I could have bet that one. I don't know how they did it in PA, but yeah, they, they never ended up showing that. No, so you could bet that here too. You could? Okay, good. Yep. 